Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, is this thing on? Hi. Hi. <laughs> Uh, welcome back to Unfiltered once again. Um, my rotating guest tonight is Moyo. Uh, she's been on the show before. You know her, you love her. Uh, Moyo, first, before we get started, did you get tequila? I did, but I had to uh, good girl. nasty cup because I'm running. Ready? Okay. Salute. I'm only going to do half at a time, though. Look at little radio in the background. Oh, have you not met radio yet? Mm-hmm. Can you believe it? Come here. Come here. Look how cute he is. Okay. Radio is my new love. He's so my little chihuahua. Yeah, he's adorable. Uh, He's driving me nuts right now, though. Why? I mean, let me just say this. I love him to death, of course. That goes without saying. If you haven't heard any of the previous episodes um, talking about radio, I adopted him. He's a five-year-old chihuahua and um, he's amazing. He's like literally the best dog ever. Yeah. I feel like, like I have no responsibility in that. Like I can't take any credit for that. Um, I got him. He was five and he was already just like so well behaved. I've done nothing. I've probably ruined him more than anything because like <laughs> I'm giving him way too much. But like it's just been all radio for the, since October. Yeah. Right? Like mm-hmm. just walking him all the time radio quiet it's like that all the time yeah Um, i don't get it yeah he doesn't bark very much i shouldn't like he's just he's sort of developing more of a barking habit um because i let him go too much i just i'm spoiling him way too much but it's just like like a dog is like having a kid yeah you're always like that with your dogs yes and i loved like at first i was like oh my god he's one of those little dogs you could just take him everywhere and he's so easy like he's so chill um you can take him into stores you know, I got his little paperwork and stuff. He's like officially my emotional support animal. Oh, and did you get that done? I did. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So like he can go everywhere with me, but mm-hmm. now I'm like, fuck, he goes everywhere with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's, I, sometimes, you know, I just, I, I don't even want to say it out loud, but sometimes I'm like, dude, I just, I need you to not be on me for five, five whole minutes. You know? Yeah. And then when he's not, then I'm like, oh, what's wrong, buddy? Where are you? Why aren't you loving me? Either way, he's a little angel and he's a great addition to my life. Right, radio? Hopefully he likes me because all your other dogs freaking hated me. (laughs) Right? Well, well, Seven wasn't too sure about you. Right? (laughs) Like growl at me like she was going to kill me. Remember that one time on the porch? I was like, whoa. Yeah. So weird because she liked everybody. She loved everyone. Now that doesn't say much for me, does it? (laughs) Well, I mean, they do say trust a dog, right? Like, right, but dogs, most dogs no. like me. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just, it was just <laughs> her. Um, also, yeah, so what I was saying is I um, admitted uh, that I messed up on dry feb. I had committed to doing dry feb. 
and um, I, I fucked up. I went to the cottage. I went to camp and um, ah, like, it's like Pavlov's dog, you know, you drive into the driveway at, at camp and it's just automatic. Um, so I messed up. Yeah. I and do that, that when I walk in the kitchen. It's just automatic. <laughs> Eric and I actually were doing dry February too. Eric, your husband, and, yeah. Yeah. And we lasted, I think a week. Oh man. Yeah. What's but we're about? doing like being conscious February. How about that? Okay. No, that yeah. I like that. It's a little yeah. better. Doing our best. I mean, I don't like, you know, I like, okay. We talk about this often on the podcast and I like to start every episode with a shot of tequila, um, as you know, but I'm like in real life, not a big drinker. Like I don't, you know, it's just that I like tequila and I promise like in January. I mean, after the trip, after we got back from Mexico, like I was pretty chill you know, for a couple of weeks there. So I kind of feel like I can combine those last two weeks of January yeah, and add them into this week. I fucked up for February. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it gives me like one grace week in February. There you go. However it works for you, just work it out. I said to Eric on week one, we kind of, you know, it was like a Friday night or something. And we're just kind of looking at each other. And I said, why are we doing this? <laughs> I don't get it. First of all, neither one of us have a drinking problem. So yeah. like, what is the problem? So I'm like, it's resistance. We are now bringing resistance into our life, which I don't believe in. Mm. So knock that shit off and let's go get some wine. <laughs> However you want to spin it. Right. But it's true. It's like, um, you know, I, I, I say this to friends who diet a lot. Yeah. Negative energy. Yeah. Like I totally understand needing to eat clean. And I think it's about, I think for me, I always look at it like it's consistency. You know, I only gain weight and get shitty uh, and feel shitty when I'm not consistent, when I'm not consistently working out and when I'm not consistently eating well. And I eat whatever I want when I want, but normally on yeah. a, you know, a good week when I'm taking care of my body, I'm eating good for the majority of the week. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like I'm missing something. Right. I went on like one diet. Um, I had to do this like program. Um, it was when I was working on flow doing the morning show. And we had this like, um, collab with one of the gyms. You'll remember, I think I was living. I totally remember it. Yeah. yeah. And I could only eat like egg whites for breakfast and grapefruit. And then lunch was like a time, like fucking like an ounce of white meat or something. I can't remember. And then dinner, same thing. And my treat, I was allowed to have a boiled egg. Oh, that was, yeah. yeah that was going to be my treat at night. And I mean, this is someone who I eat whatever I want. Um, so I was like, okay, I can do this because it's for the radio station. And now like, I have to be accountable, you yeah. know? So I'm going to work out with this crazy workout lady. She was insane. Like such, she was a bodybuilder. Like her body was insane. And I had a, you know, a mission to like get in better shape and all the things I wanted to be stronger. And she got me there. Yeah. You looked amazing. But oh my God, afterwards I was like, I want to eat everything I didn't eat before. Yeah. Like I was craving things I had never craved mm -hmm. cause I felt like so deprived for so long. That's why diets don't work because yeah. and that's why dry February sucks because you <laughs> literally think about it all the time. Yeah. You know, like I can go through a weekend and not have a drink until I tell myself I can't have a drink. Right. But I'm like, oh no, I'm going to need to have some wine. <laughs> <laughs> right? I need to have some yeah. wine. Yes. The second you go on a diet, the first thing you, well, you know, maybe by day three, you're like, yeah. oh, I need some French fries and I don't right. even like French fries. 
Yeah. I don't crave them ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how, what it is. It's because it's mind over matter. You, you are offering resistance into your life, Mm -hmm. which isn't healthy for anyone ever. Yeah. You're better off to just get feeling good about your body and feeling good about the food you eat before you eat it. And if you don't feel good about it before you eat it, or you think you're going to feel like shit about it after you eat it, then don't eat it. Yeah. That's hard. That's, that's a bet. No, but it, it's no it, fuck Marine. That's hard. No, I know when I have, the, hard. I, I know when I have the McCain cake in front of me after I've smoked some weed, I fucking right. know already. I'm looking at it going, don't, don't eat that. You're going to feel oh. like shit, but I do it anyway. Change that. Change that language. Be like, you know what? This is actually great because it makes me feel amazing while I'm eating it. I McCain cake? Do that. Sure. McCain cake. Oh, you eat that. So does my daughter. That's hilarious. I love McCain cake. Yeah, it is good though. Oh, I like the God. icing. Right? Is it even yeah. icing? I don't know what that is. It's like a whipped cream something. Yeah. It's, it's like chocolate cool whip. Yeah. Only yeah. a little thicker. Mm-hmm. So but I've, I've always tried to figure out what that is. But yeah, I mean, I can eat, yeah, especially when I get the munchies, then I can just, I, oh, can, yeah. cr- I can crush a McCain cake. <laughs> you do. You do. I've seen you when you get like full out munchies. It's dips or anything like that. Just gone. Yeah. It's not a good scene. It's not yeah. a good scene. <laughs> Enjoy. Wait, so tell me about your new home. I'm so excited for you. Congratulations. Oh yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. So it kind of, it wasn't, we weren't really going to do this. We weren't mm-hmm. heading out to do it, but we were going to rent in Florida because mm-hmm. um, Eric retires next year. And we thought let's rent for like three months or something. We've never been able to do that. before. So the rent prices in Florida have gone insane. Really? Insane. To get a, like just a regular, like a house with a pool that in a gated community or something that we would have been able to get for 6,000 a month, like two years ago, three years ago, they're like 12,000, 15,000. Yeah. A month. Who's paying that? Who is paying that? And even for like a little condo, like a nice Mm -hmm. clean, like, so you could get like a decent little condo. Why did that happen in Florida? Well, I think honestly, a lot of it has to do with COVID. Okay. I think that a lot of people, first of all, a ton of people moved to Florida from the northern states, right? Because they were freer. They could work from work. Like if you're a waitress or something, you could still go to work. You couldn't work in the northern states and all the COVID restrictions. So Florida just got inundated. Yeah. So rentals, you know, got- demand. Yeah. The demand, supply and demand, right? Wow. And I think also COVID, a lot of people in North America want a vacation in North America because no one wants to get stuck in Mexico or in Cuba or, you know, you can get home from the U.S. Like, right. Yeah. Let you across the Canadian border. Mm -hmm. You're a Canadian, right? Yeah. So I think a lot of people are just, and I think COVID has made so many people want to get on vacation because we've been stuck home for so long. Mm-hmm. So the demand for these condos just went through the roof, but the real estate prices went through the roof, just like ours. It's nuts. Crazy. So we were looking yeah, because like Florida is like always like the cheapest place. Yeah. Generally. So we were looking to, um, uh, just rent, like I said. Mm-hmm. And when we looked at the prices and we did the math, we were like, no way are we laying out like 40 grand do you know what I mean? For, mm-hmm. Like, first of all, I, I just couldn't, I wouldn't, it's yeah. nuts. And I, and I, you know, I'm not in that tax bracket. So we thought, you know what, what do we buy? Because mm-hmm. originally our plan was in a couple of years to buy something in Florida if we could anyways, as a vacation mm-hmm. home. So I thought with the prices in Florida going up, just like they're going up here, 
if you don't buy now and you wait for those, you know, two years or three years, what are the prices going to be then? Yeah. And it's not like I'm selling something to buy something. So it's not relative. Like it's literally just an outlay of money. Right. Yeah. So we started thinking about that and we started doing the math on it and the rents that you get and the cost that to buy it pretty much carries itself. So long story long, we ran in there (laughs) and we just ended up purchasing something, but we couldn't purchase because every time you go to the table, there's, you know, a bunch of offers. They're getting offers too. Like we are here. Like it's nuts. Wow. So I just said, screw this. Uh, I, I couldn't deal with it. So we, I went on a website of this actual gated community that we really like. And on that website, the owners are allowed to put their rentals up, oh. what they want to rent for. So I went in and emailed every, every owner who had a rental advertised. And I'm like, hey, you want me to buy this? Wow. Email me back. Let me know. Yeah. And I got like three good hits on it. And I bought one off a guy. Amazing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's awesome. That was good. No competition. Yeah. Moyo is, uh, is your title, are you a broker or real estate agent? Like what's your title? I'm a real estate broker. Real estate broker. So, I mean, you know all this stuff. You are. uh, Yeah, it's it's different how they do things in Florida, but yeah, I get the idea. Yeah. Are, Are regular people going to ever be able to afford a house with, you know, just regular money ever again. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, mean, like is it? I'm getting into the market. Yeah. yeah, dude. I mean, like Ottawa and I, you know, I'm, I, uh, we're, we'll talk about it in other episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I can't really say too much right now. Uh, we're, you know, looking into like that kind of stuff for the future and, uh, holy shit balls. Like, yeah. I mean, everybody right now, how do you even get in? Yeah, a lot of people have missed the boat, which is really sad. Is it um, missed the boat forever? I don't, I don't see it going back down anytime soon. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't think it's ever going to reverse unless we crash, unless there's a crash. But this isn't the kind of market that's set up to crash the way things are. It, this is lack of inventory. Mm-hmm. It's uh, driven, a lot of it is driven by COVID, people moving for, for like moving to like cottage country type places or just bigger properties, people who have condos who are now buying in just, you know, the suburbs just to have a bigger lawn and people got scared. I think when they got locked up in their houses yeah. and people started, but supply and demand, big part of it. Uh, well, no, it, it is the, the biggest part of it. Mm-hmm. So until they start building more houses and the government finds out a way to make things a little more affordable, but I don't know, like, I mean, where are you going to buy a $400,000 house now? You used to be able to buy them everywhere for a long time and now that was an entry level see in like in georgina where mm. i am um that was like an entry level house like two years ago that same house now is like 750 750 yeah and i'm talking like that's it. like up here we have a lot of those little cottages refab cottages mm-hmm. and if they're somewhat decent that's what you're paying. that's a lot of money yeah nice two four yeah basement do you have your microphone on your ears, Maureen? No, should I? Where Where is it right now? Just on my laptop. laptop? Okay, just because it's you're, something's touching it every once in a while when you're talking. So oh, it's probably my okay. hands. Yeah. Sorry. Um, just so I, I missed some of that. So seven. So something that was. So how long ago would something have been four hundred thousand there? Oh gosh, so my daughter bought one for four thirty five to this is her second uh she just celebrated her 
the first November or second November? I think it's going to be yeah, second. It, it's, I don't know. She's only had her Christmas tree up once. So I think it's only been a year. Uh, she just squeezed in. Like that was it. That was the last one. So I'd say like 18 months because she actually bought that from us. Um, and it took a while to close because it was still being, you know, rental and stuff. So I, yeah, she probably bought it like 18 months ago. And like literally a couple weeks later, that ship had sailed. They just started escalating. Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah, it's really scary. I'm watching a lot of people, I mean, myself included. I've been in the housing market before, obviously, with the exes. <laughs> and uh, I've had two houses. I had one uh, in Brampton um, with the first, with Anthony, that was his name. Um, and we sold really quick cause we bought and then we like kind of broke up like a year and a half later. So we didn't do, you know, we didn't make anything at the time. It was like the market was steady. Yeah. Four percent. Normal. Yeah. yeah. But I was in the market at that point. It felt really good. But then I ended up moving in with the next guy from that one, which is the one that, you know, mm -hmm. um, and you would know if, if you listen to flow as new market boy. And we ended up buying a house beside Moyo, which is how her and I became friends. And I think at the time we paid in and around five fifty. It was something yeah. like that. Yeah. And and I've you know been away from him for a long time, eight eight years ish, something like that. It's been longer than that, maybe. And I know the value of that house now, and it just like it burns me just a smidge. Um, but it's like you know having those two sort of experiences in the housing market, there was always this like incredible comfort of like, Hey man, like, you know, you've got that safety of if you ever need something, you take out the equity, da da da. It's hard when you're not in it anymore, especially as we're getting older and then now seeing what's happening. Okay. The market, so let's it's let's scary. go back. Let's yeah. go back to that day. So first yeah. of all, yeah, you're right. So houses in Ontario in the last 10 years mm -hmm. have tripled. It's that's, insane. That's, that's the average. So you bought that house for five fifty all day mm -hmm. long. I could sell that house for one point eight, one point nine, maybe more. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I know, <laughs> sick, right? But what did I say to you when you were moving out? I said, yeah. take that money that you have, Melanie, and immediately yes, put it back into real. And estate. I didn't. Yeah, I yeah, warned yeah, I didn't. you. <laughs> don't ever get out of the real estate market. That's the worst thing anybody can ever do. Because once you get out, it's it's often difficult to get back in, especially yeah. now with the market change. Yeah. But anytime you sell a house like that, like in a breakup, the first thing you should do is reinvest in real estate. So even if you were living in a situation like that where you guys broke up and the house was worth, say, 600000 or something, and you take your three and he takes his three, even if you want to buy at that point, like a condo, something small in the city or, or yeah. a suburb, and not live in it, mm -hmm. but just rent it out, then you still have your, you're, you're still in the market. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And if you had done that mm -hmm. and didn't even live in it, because maybe you couldn't afford it or whatever, but you'd rented it out and someone else was covering your mortgage, right now, today, we could probably sell that for you for a million bucks. I know. And you might have had 100 paid off on your mortgage. And now you're going to put 800,000 in your pocket. Yeah. So never, ever get out. Of, once you're in the real estate market, yeah. never, ever get out. It's a bad idea. Yeah. So Moyo can give me this kind of chat and it's okay. No one else <laughs> better not say this shit to me. <laughs> I know. And I was all emotional and shit. And I was going to Argentina at the time. I was a wreck. So I didn't make the best decisions with any money at that time. So ended up getting completely out of the market 
started renting and now, you know, find yourself in a position where it's like, holy, it feels impossible to get in. Um, And what about people who are like possibly wanting to become like, because I've heard so many people say this to me over the last little while, like, and I've even thought like, what a great time to be a real estate agent. Like, oh my God, there's so much money to be had. Like if people are trying to get in that career right now, I mean, you know, you're very successful agents, um, broker, sorry. Oh, it does. I'm an agent. Like the okay. broker and agent. I just, I just never know. Country, like it's yeah. just one more course. That's all. Okay. It's really yeah. God, you just it, you just uh, went to school a little longer. You know, took mm. a couple extra courses. It's not a big deal. Uh, originally, I did it because you had to be a broker back then to own your own brokerage. Right. And I thought about doing that. I thought maybe I would do that in the future. So I got my broker's license, but it, that isn't even the case anymore. But um, yeah, so it's not a huge you know difference between the two, but. Yeah. What was your question? Sorry. So like if someone wants to get into it now, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, is so it, is it a good idea at this point? Because, I mean, I think, like I said, everybody is kind of, I've talked to like two friends today. It's like, I should have fucking been a real estate agent. Yeah. You know, is it too saturated? Um, you know, well, or is it still a great time? Well, you know, I, I think like people looking from the outside in are going to yeah. say, wow, what a great time to be a real estate agent. And for some real estate agents, that is true. Um, I, pr- I probably like financially had my best year ever last year, but I do a lot of listings. I don't do a lot of buys. Like I don't work with a ton of buyers uh, just because it just happens to work out that way. I don't know why it's always kind of been that way. I have a bigger ratio of listings to buys. Um, but if you're working with buyers right now, it's probably the worst job you'd ever want to have in your life. Really? Because you're literally, Mr. Buyer comes to you, Mrs. Buyer, and you, this is what we want. You take them out, you show them what's out there, which is out there for 24 to 48 hours. Right. Everything sells so quickly. So they see something they like and you write an offer. Well, there's 10 other offers. Mm -hmm. So only one person can get it. So if that person isn't you, Mm -hmm. you're disappointed. But Mm -hmm. as a realtor, let's not look at it from the buyer's perspective. The question was about a realtor. So you write the offer and they don't get it. So then you wait, something else comes up, you take them to see something else. Then you write that offer again and there's 12 offers and you don't get it. I know people who've written 30 offers for one buyer and they're still not being able to get it. So it's, it's not like you're working way, way harder than you okay, normally yeah. would. Right. And you're not sense. necessarily, if you're buyer agent, making the same money because you're not securing the deals. Right. I'll give you an example of something insane. So, you know, Keswick area. Mm-hmm. We're right on Lake Simcoe and everybody. Which I mean, let just like pause for a second. Cause Keswick, I remember when we bought the house out there, we talked about it on the show and everyone's like, why the fuck would you move out to Keswick? Like there was yeah. such a, like, you yeah. know, there was like yeah. such a bad reputation about Keswick, but it was because we could live on the water affordably at the time. Yeah. Keswick's okay. a different place than it was years and years ago. It is now, but yeah. yeah. So, and, and Lake Simcoe is beautiful. Mm-hmm. We love to play yeah. in Lake Simcoe. So of anyways, course. I had this listing, uh, Pamela and I, and it was um, basically, it was a teardown on direct waterfront. Right. So 50 frontage, maybe 225 feet deep. And, and the waterfront was the same uh, as, mm-hmm. as the front, about 50 even. But the house was a teardown. Like it, it really was, or I'm, I'm talking major, major, major rental. I'm, I'm calling it a teardown. Mm-hmm. So we listed it for eight ninety nine. Let's go right. 
We listed for eight ninety nine. We told our our seller, we'll get you for sure a million because that's how you list your houses now. I tell people, I can't tell you how much you'll get. I only can tell you how little you get because mm-hmm. it only takes one crazy nut to come to the table to put a <laughs> super high bid in. And, oh no, and they're there. They're there all the time. Wow. So we list this house at eight ninety nine. Now there's not a lot of waterfront available and stuff. We have over a hundred showings. We literally only had it on the market for 10 days. And that's because I was in Barbados. Otherwise we would have only had it on for like six days and held offers. So we were holding offers for 10 days for me to get back to, to be able to be a part of it. Over a hundred showings. I can't remember exactly the number, but it was well over a hundred showings. Well, well over a hundred. So your phone never stopped ringing. Wow. Not for five seconds. I turned it off. I started to, I just, I couldn't take it. So we get to the um, offer presentation date because everybody's holding offers. We get 49 offers. <gasps> Holy man. So imagine sitting down with your client and saying, we're just going to go over these 49 offers. You know? <laughs> Do you have about seven hours? Right. I was just tossing them to this. I'm like, okay, let's just look at the price and throw them in this p- pile and that pile, you know? So those wow, offers. That's insane. Was, yeah, totally insane. So to give you an idea of how it kind of works, yeah. a lot of the offers were similar in price, mm-hmm. which really sucks because if, it, you know, if you had 10 top ones and they were all very similar, you got to send them all back and then they got to everybody sharpen their pencil or not and send them back. And it just, it goes, it's nuts. For us, that was a bunch of offers. And the second highest offer was about a hundred thousand higher than all the rest of them. Okay. Oh so all the rest of them were similar. And then there was the second highest one, which came in at 1.3. Wow. And then the winner, shall we call them that? But they are because they can, it, it, it's, it's total value paid 1.5 million for that house. Oh my God. And if they build something on it and do the math, that's insane. Live there. It's a win-win for them because you couldn't have gone out and bought what they're probably going to put on it mm-hmm. for less than what they're going to end up with. So you take the 1.5 plus the structure and it's worth it. It's not worth it if you were Okay, but if people are it. jumping in now though, this is the other thing too, because I, I really don't know a whole lot about it. But like if people are jumping in now and they're doing shit like that and they're paying 1.5 million for a property, it's got to tear down. You're going to put the house up. You're going to build, you know, maybe a $500,000 structure, $400,000 structure. They can't turn around and sell it in a couple years and make they'll make what they got back. They're not going to make a shit ton of money. Like people would. Well, that's what I was saying to you. I guess depending on the market, you can't predict the market, but. In that particular situation, Mm -hmm. it wasn't a good investment for like a builder or someone because the price was too high, but it it was fine if your plan was to live there. Because if you were going to go out and buy something really beautiful on the water, you probably would end up paying what they're going to end up at at the end of the day anyway. Yeah. But the part that really upsets me, and I don't know about everybody else, uh, people listening, but as a realtor, I see it from this side of the table all the time. So I always see a whole bunch of offers that are similar. And then this one that might be so different. And this is a good example of that. So this person offered, price offer was 1.3. That's $200,000 difference. Mm -hmm. So I think there needs to be more transparency. Right the offer situation where 
that poor guy didn't have to pay $200,000 more. He could have paid $20,000 more and got the property. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. When I've, I've seen these, these stories and uh, I know a few people who have gotten in those situations and I'm like, at what point do you draw the line and say, okay, I mean, I guess, I guess if you're a seller. Oh, for, if you're a seller. Just go, right? Yeah, you go all the way. You're not complaining. But, but the point is, a lot of these people who are writing these offers, you end up going insane with their prices. Mm -hmm. Do it because they just lost out on the last 20. Yeah. They're so frustrated. They're so beside themselves. And in a lot of situations, they've already sold their place. Oof. So it's just a nightmare. I think there should be more transparency. I think we should be able to say kind of like an auction situation. Here's what I'm bidding. Here's what I'm bidding. Here's what I'm bidding. And then you can make a decision of whether or not you want to go higher that, than that person or not. But at least you would know you don't need to go $200,000 higher than that person. Yeah. I think that's theft. I think you're stealing from that person when they blindly put that in because they're terrified somebody else went in at 1.47. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, that would, that would, I think it would feel a little better <laughs> because I've heard these stories and I'm just like, holy shit. Like they got the good news is the buyer never knows what the other offers were. Right. So they don't necessarily have to go kill themselves, but <laughs> it's, <laughs> it kind of makes you want to. When you, you know what I mean? Yes, I know. It also made me feel that way when I found out the value of the house. I was like, God damn, I missed out on all that. I know. And people always say to us, was my offer like, you know, cause then you have that buyer's remorse. You're like, Oh my yeah. God, I overpaid. And they say the realtor's like, oh, how much like, was it, were we crazy over? Oh no, you were close. I mean, you got to say that. You can't yeah. Oh yeah. Your client totally, totally just, you know, <sighs> yeah, you couldn't. way over what they had to. So uh, there really should be, a that's my opinion. There should be a transparency to protect buyers. I agree. are still going to do really well regardless. Mm -hmm. Prices are high, but there should be something in place with our government to protect buyers against just needlessly giving up their savings like that. Yeah, Not I only agree. Do that, Melanie, it drives the prices of those houses all in that neighborhood. Now that's a comp. That's a comparable. That's what the next uh, buyer is going to go off and say, right. well, that's so that drives up the price of real estate market. Just that alone. Yeah. Because that's how you determine property value is what did someone else pay for the same thing down the street three weeks ago? Right. Now your house is worth that. So it yeah, that seems a little more fair to me for sure. Mm -hmm. It needs to be controlled. It's, it's, <sighs> it's nuts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply needs to come down because like I need to get into the housing market it needs to settle the fuck down. <laughs> a lot of people are combining, you know, buying a house with your kid or something. And I've and heard. Yeah. It totally makes sense. And there's yeah. your lawyer can set it up with you. So you're protected when you buy a house. There's two ways that you can register it. Yeah. 
we're either joint tenancy or tenants in common. Mm-hmm. So joint tenancy would be like husband and wife. You both own a hundred percent of the property. One of them passes away. The other one automatically owns the hundred percent. It's just, it's combined hundred percent ownership. Right. But whereas if you are uh, tenants in common, you can own any percentage. So Melanie could own 50%. Astisha could own 50% or Melanie can own 70% and Astisha owns 30. Maybe you base it on how much each party is putting down or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you can do it that way. And then you each own your own individual share of the house. Right. So if you want to sell, she wants to move. Maybe she's going to move in with her guy and they're going to buy a house. So she wants to sell her portion. Yeah. You would have to give her the market value of that or, or, or buy her out, right. Mm-hmm, or like, mm-hmm, buy her out, sorry, or, or sell it and, mm-hmm. and give her cash, but mm-hmm. it can really be done. And like two young people, friends setting it up with two, it, it's not a bad idea. You know, even if you cohabitate, you don't have to have two separate units. Yeah. Get into the market as young as you can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> whatever you got to do these days, right? Like, I don't I think yeah, no, I think it's a great idea. If you can with your friends, like you got to obviously know pe- like people that you can totally trust. But like you said too, even if you're purchasing, renting for a while, taking the equity out and then, you know, putting that into, um, like something for yourself, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Or do it with a friend. Yeah. And you're still living at home and rent it out. Yeah. Buy something with two units, rent both of them out, try to cover yeah. the payments. At least you've got a real estate investment. Yeah. Okay. So beyond that though, like, do you still, do you think it's a good time for someone to get into real estate though? If you're, I mean. Yeah. I think people have to understand, um, you know, it, 5% of realtors do 95% of the business, right? Like that's okay. just how it is. So but that's it, it costs money to be a real estate, like to start in real estate. Yeah, it, it does. It costs money to start. It's not insane. Like it's not worse than any university degree. Mm-hmm. I can certainly tell you that. I paid for my uh my entry into real estate and then my daughter's university, and I'd rather pay 20 entries into real estate <laughs> than <laughs> university. But um it's it's so it's not crazy expensive. It's it's not, you know, not but once you are a real estate agent, there are a lot of fees and stuff like that. So you have to do the math and make sure you're okay with that. But it's a job. It's not a lottery ticket. Right. I know so many people who I think fail at it because they think their real estate license is a license to make money. Mm-hmm. And it's not. You have to be self-managed. You have to, you know, have the skill. You have to, you have to know what you're talking about. So you keep yourself abreast of everything. You've got to get up in the morning, put your hard shoes on and go to your desk, even if that desk is at the end of your bed. Yeah. But you've got to show up. Yeah. So you can't sit at home eating bonbons and watching The View and think people are going to start calling you to buy houses because it doesn't work like that. No. So yes, if you're... <laughs> Even if you put your pretty face up on a billboard? No, well, maybe you. <laughs> maybe you in a bikini. Buy from me. You might, be, me. You might do okay. <laughs> but yeah, I know it's a job and it needs to be treated like a job. So you, mm. you're a professional. You need to, you know... You need to, it's a business. You need to set it up and run your business like a business. And yes, you can be very successful. And sure, young people getting into real estate, even just to have a license to be able to buy and invest and save that two and a half percent commission. Some There's some 25-year-olds out there who become millionaires doing stuff like that. Here's my best advice mm-hmm. to any first-time home buyer, especially younger people. I tell everybody this every time I'm working with young people. Buy your first house. Get your foot in that door. And no matter what happens, whether you have to beg, borrow, steal, never sell that house. 
buy your next one because you're going to grow equity in it, right? So you buy your next one. Hopefully you qualify just from the equity that you built in that one. Rent that one out and then go live your life. You could, there's a great program I could teach you and talk to you about with five, five and 10, 10, 10, but just even one house, just buy that one house, never sell it, move up to your second house, keep that one rented out till you're like 55 if you bought it 25 or something. An example for me would be, I bought my first house for $171,000. So within 20 years, it's what I'm talking about the difference that house sold for nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars i don't know what it would sell for now but can you imagine so i bought it for Mm -hmm. 171 if i'd have lived in it for a few years let the equity build up then buy my second house but kept that one and rented it out when i was 55 i wouldn't have had a dime owing on the mortgage because my dad would be paying for that and at 55 i could have just put it for sale cashed in at 800 plus thousand dollars and put that in my bank account you cannot save that kind of money in your lifetime it'll never happen well for most people it's just not going to happen what do you mean you can't get that in crypto (laughs) (laughs) well yeah good investments that one's guaranteed because everybody needs a roof over their head is it too late though like as you get older okay like that's that's great for young people but is it too late like that's what i'm saying like no you know for people who are making an average income right now an average salary is it too late for them to even start that well, to, depending on your let's age. Say you're, let's say you're like early 40s. Right. To, to, to buy the one and then keep it and then yeah. let's see how the market goes. So your time is a little mm. different. But no, it's not too late. So you buy your first house, yeah. let it build a little bit of equity. And then if you can keep your credit rating uh, clean, yeah. and if you can borrow more money to buy something else. Mm-hmm. The greatest thing to do is if you can buy a house with two units or just finish the basement yourself, but some kind of separate entrance or walkout. Or, For a rental, or, yeah. So, cause it's, you get a lot more money for two than you get for one. Right. Right. But no, it's never too late. And you know, I think investing in real estate is, uh, it's always worked for me. I think it's a smart thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ever read that book, uh, rich dad, poor dad. I did not. I buy it for my clients all the time who are interested in that kind of thing. It's a great book. Is yeah. That my, my yeah. Sorry. I don't know how to get rid of that. Without... That's your phone. Can you still hear me? I can. No, I got to turn that yeah. Um, yeah. So lots of good books to read about real estate investment, but if you, that's what, why I'm buying this place in Florida. It's as it's an investment. Yeah. I'm renting it out. My rent for three months will cover all the expenses of that property oh, in, awesome. in the, the, the carrying costs of the yeah. and everything like that. I mean, if I have any kind of mortgage on it, that's over and above, but just that, I mean, I'm going to get 45 to $5,000 a month rent from that. That's crazy. Just in high season, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's nuts. But it's a good investment. Yeah, you know? yeah. And Damn. I made golden steel. May I say out loud? Mm-hmm. I did all that on my line of credit. It's not like I had this big chunk of money in the bank and thought, "Oh, whatever shall I do with this pile of money?" No, I you were like, you were a single mom. Mm-hmm. You had a bar and a clothing boutique. You did the whole damn thing and got yourself there. It's amazing. Yeah, but I, I 100% financed it. Like, I, I, I'm just yeah. being very honest. So I, I don't want to discourage people and then think, oh, God, like, I have to have money to do yeah. that. You just have to have equity. Again, I pulled the equity out of real estate. Good investment. Yeah. To yeah. buy me another investment. Yeah. yeah. And keep going. Mm-hmm. Are any of these um, fancy, uh, expensive houses coming? Do they, like, are they uh, built with bidets? 
Are they what? Built with bidets? Oh, Do they yeah. have bidets? Are, are any of the like new houses, is that becoming a thing here? Yeah. There's lots of bidets. Like bidets, bidets. Bidets. Sure. I sold my sister a house and, and they had them in every bathroom in the house. Did there. they have them in every bathroom? Like the full bidet? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. In the powder room, that would be super weird for your guests to go in and have a little bidet. But yeah, they had them in the bedroom bathrooms. Yeah. Oh, I think they're the most amazing thing. Like everybody is using uh, the add-on bidets now, like the tushy yeah. and all that stuff. Um, and I know we've, you don't love talking about ass stuff. Oh, you, that was the first episode. Marie, she was mortified when we talked about anal bleaching. Yeah. Um, but I am a huge fan of the bidet. I became a fan of the bidet in Argentina. It was See, that's the thing. Like European countries and South, um, uh, South, South America, America, like that. Yeah. Like they yeah. literally, that's a thing. They all have clean butts, right? <laughs> they, it, totally. They, it, 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 I think it's a great practice. Yeah, but it was like you know, they have like the one that I used first was like the actual big bidet that's beside your toilet. So it takes up a lot of real estate in the bathroom. It's like huge. Yeah. And the water pressure was, I remember the first time I turned it on, I was like, whoa, it's like something you'd see in a movie just shut up. And I'm like, okay, whoa, that feels different. Um, <laughs> do I put soap in here? Like, how do I dry myself off? It was all kind of like weird and shit. Um, but my dad, my, my, my dad and my stepmom just bought one of those attachments. So, you know, you can get like the tushy, which is just this like little squirt thing. They bought, um, a Brondell swash it's called or something. I got to try it out this weekend. I got to tell you, oh my God, it was amazing. Was the family taking turns trying out the bidet? We were all in there and like, <laughs> I had, I had a moment, like everyone in the house could hear me. I'm like, whoa, that's awesome. Not only does it like, so this is like the Mercedes of bidets, you know, it's like this high, high end, it's like 600 bucks for this attachment for your toilet. Like it's not cheap. It's not like the tushy was like, I think it's like a hundred bucks or something. This has got all the doodads and all the things you walk in. First of all, your toilet is lit up. It's like a fucking concert in there. You, you open the door and like, whoa, this is going to be uh, an experience. You know, it's not just party. Yeah. Um, but it's all lit up. And then when you sit on the toilet, it's warm. Oh. This seat is warm. It's already warm. Do you know how nice and inviting that is? Yeah. That's <laughs> like you can walk into the bathroom and it'd be dark and the toilet's lit up and then you sit on like a warm toilet seat. It's so nice. Men, I know you probably won't understand that mostly, but it has all of the things. Like it's got the front squirt, the back squirt. It's got the like pulsating squirt if you want that. It even has an air dryer option. Stop. Yeah. I used that and I was like, whoa, this is great. Like, great. <laughs> That's hilarious. I me. mean, I know it's a little bit um, like higher end, but it's definitely worth it if you can get into it because it was really fun. Ottawa loved it too. Like he was in there for some time. <laughs> My stepmom was like, this is like a party trick. Like everybody's in there going, let me, cause everybody, nobody wants to talk about it. They're like, I don't want to talk about my fucking bidet experience or like my bathroom experience. But when you actually go in there, you can hear, like you can hear people in there laughing. Like it's just so great. That's one thing about you though. You've never been that girl who cannot discuss your toilet experiences <laughs> or anything that's like super weird. I'm like, oh my God, Melanie, I'm dying over here. Yeah. 
I know I posted a picture of that bidet on uh, my Facebook page because I just want to share with everybody how great it is. And my stepmom was like mortified. She's like, oh my God, TMY. Like, I don't want anybody to know that I have this, but I'm like, it's awesome. You got to share that information with everybody. <laughs> everybody should know how great this experience. And you like, if you've never experienced a bidet, Oh my God. What you is literally, wrong? You literally have no idea how clean you feel after you go to the bathroom. Right. Like you have no idea. You walk out like a fresh new chick. <laughs> I mean, Oh my God. I'm telling you. Oh my God. That's hilarious. And they bought it because they wanted to reduce their use of toilet paper. What? So, I mean, there's that too, right? Like, yeah. Really? Yes. You're not using as well. You're not, you, you're washing. You're not using toilet paper. Wow. Mm -hmm. So in the long run, you save on toilet paper and you save the environment. So, I mean, it's like, it's good all around. There you go. <laughs> that should be the gift that you give your like clients now. Yeah. You get this luxury. Bidet. Imagine that'll be yeah. my real estate closing gift. I'll start giving everyone a big day, yeah, and, exactly. a day. and then I'll call them later and say, how's that working out? Yeah, exactly. They'll love you so much. I swear. Tell me all about it. I'm telling you. Um, this weekend, uh, sort of switching gears here. Valentine's Day is coming up. But I know. Fuck. First of all, let, <laughs> Super Bowl is coming up. Um, but then it's Valentine's Day. Are you celebrating? Yeah, are you, sure. Are you yeah. in Bambridge going to do something romantic? Bambridge yeah, is so my I, husband. I, I never go out for Valentine's Day because mm -hmm. it's too busy. I mm -hmm. you know worked in the restaurant business, bar business for years, right? It's just too busy and it seems to be like a night that um, is rushed, I find yeah. in the restaurants, right? Like they generally have seatings. Yeah. You know, so like the first seating, the set, get the hell out. But we're all used to that now with COVID, anyways. Get the hell yeah. out. An hour and a half, go. Um, so we won't go out. But if we, I don't know what day it is. Do you know what day? Monday, on? Monday, Monday. Okay. So we might go Saturday night or something and go for a nice dinner. Like we generally oh, do yeah. that. We'll go the night before or the night after or whatever but on the actual night of yeah sure we'll we'll buy a bottle of wine it's a great excuse to buy some more wine are you gonna bang and are we gonna bang <laughs> that depends on whether or not we buy a bidet <laughs> more exciting things to do <laughs> that will determine whether or not it's anal <laughs> no stop no that will not determine anything <laughs> They're joking. Yeah. Maureen, Maureen is she's mortified right now. Like she's yeah, kill me. horrified. <laughs> oh uh, no, I'm asking only because like a uh, Valentine's Day was just voted like the least popular holiday. It's not even a it's not even a holiday. Wow. It's a day. But right. it was voted like the least popular holiday of all the holidays. It's like Christmas first and then Halloween and then or it's Christmas, then Thanksgiving, then Halloween and whatever. But Valentine's Day is on the bottom. I would say it's time to get rid of Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's fine. Mm. Yeah, we don't overdo it, but sure, like we'll have a nice dinner or whatever. It's a good excuse, I guess. I, I, I don't get Halloween. I don't get Halloween at all. Oh, really? Yeah, everybody. I love yeah. Halloween. Yeah, it's no, I don't get it at all. It's so cute. I no, I don't like, you go to, I, I don't go to Halloween parties ever anymore, but used to go and people are like masked and they just come and stand near you. Yeah. Just don't like that at all. Right. It's freaky and scary. And, and when you're a kid and you go up, you know how there's those people on the front porch and you don't know they're people? Yes. Or little stuffed men? Yeah. And then when you finally figure out they're for sure stuffed men and you yeah. go up and then they jump at you? Yeah. 
and you turn around like six times and then scream because you like, yeah, yeah, no, no, I hate it. I'm not a fan. I don't get it. Oh, I love don't get the dressing you. up. I don't. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So I'm not a big, um, like fear person. Like I'm scared of everything. I'm still like, I still, when I close the lights off, I will run and jump on the bed. Like something's still going to grab me. Yeah. Like I still feel like that. I'm a chick and the biggest chicken shit ever, but I do like, I like Halloween for the kids. I love seeing them come to the door all dressed up and like, Oh, that's different. Yeah. When can good. you ever get free candy? You know, I still, I get so much joy for the kids. Cause they just light up with this. Like I'm getting free candy. Yeah. No, it's that's party. Cool. Yeah. I love it's that. The adult party thing. I just don't got. Yeah. yeah. But that's okay. And most people do. Most people love it. So mm -hmm. yeah. Valentine's day though. I think it's time to just get rid of it. I think it's like it's weddings. Like, do you think it's time to get rid of weddings too? I do. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you can do the little ceremony, but don't invite me. That's the only thing that's, oh, I don't, that's, we've had yeah, this conversation. We have, I don't want to be a part of it. You're right. Gotcha. It cost me money to go to your stupid wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it did cost you money to come to my stupid wedding. It did. <laughs> <laughs> I had a wonderful time at your wedding though, oh, because yes, it was in Mexico. Mine. It was in Mexico. Yeah, exactly. That's why I love that. No, watch fast forward. I'm going to get married and then I'll be like sending out all these invites and shit. And I'll be like, oh, I'm just going to reply. Remember when I said that? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not wasting my money on your stupid wedding. <sighs> I said that. I felt that way more when I was like uber single. I think because when you were the person who was going to get married. I'm still not getting married. But like I was I was so single and I think I was just like, why do I have to do all this? Why do I have to spend money and get a dress and all the things just because you're in love? <laughs> <laughs> You've been married for how long? Uh, yeah. Married? How long? Um, it 2012, 10 years. Yeah, but we've been mm -hmm. together 18 years. How do you keep that shit alive after 18 years? I do. <laughs> <laughs> you just I you know, it's funny because I actually find relationship uh, with my husband better now. Yeah. It, it's just different, right? But you, you become, I don't know, we are anyways, like really good friends. It's like hanging out with your, your best friend. We do a lot of stuff together. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Like it, each other. Yeah, we do like each other for sure. Yeah. 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 I think you, you work out all the kinks after that length of time or you don't, you get divorced. But I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's easy. I think that's, mm. that's the thing. It's just, it's easy. And we're, we're moving into a different phase in our life too. So we're looking forward to different things and doing them together. We travel really well together. So yeah, it's good. I, I like being married. I wouldn't want to not be married. I don't mean married though. I mean, you could be together and not actually be married. That's fine. Yeah. But I, I like having a partner. Yeah, I do too. Again, <laughs> I kind of like yeah. my partner. <laughs> that's good. It's nice. Like we hang out all the time. Like he's, he's, uh, you know, like it's fun. It's especially when it's someone you like. Yeah. That's what I mean. You, you got, enjoy like, their company and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Um, people were kind of asked about it. It's like a stupid survey, but, um, the, like people named the, the ways in which they keep their marriage alive and spending a lot of quality time together was like the number one answer. Oh, really? And I was like, I feel like it would be exactly opposite of that. You got to have some, a lot of time apart. I think you totally do. No, no, you have, you have to, to be balanced. And you I love that about, about, um, Eric, like he's a big golfer Yeah, and he loves to go golfing and he loves to do stuff like that with his buddies or whoever. Yeah. And you know, I'll, you know, me, I'll golf. Y'all yeah. make me, but uh -huh. I, 
I enjoy that time apart from each other. So it, it's yeah. good to have your own interests. You know, I think I go with my girlfriends, he does it like, yeah, you definitely need to have that too. You, it's, it's not a, you complete me thing. That oh. makes me want to throw up. It's yeah, me too. You're two individuals yeah. who are operating individually, but hanging out and enjoying each. I enjoy the relationship. I really do. Mm-hmm. But I, I haven't lost me in there anymore. No, you haven't. And I don't, yeah. And I don't expect him to lose himself either. No, I love that. I know like when I was younger, I mean, obviously I'm still like 29, but like when I was, you know, 18, um, I was very much that like, oh, we need to, like, I felt that sort of you complete me thing. Mm -hmm. It's so different now. It's so nice to have that separation, you know, where, you know, like you just know what you want as you get older too. Like, Ottawa and I got this second chance at love. You know, we had known each other when we were super young and he was totally in love with me. Aww. Um, but like having this second chance now, after you've been through a few relationships and, mm-hmm. you, and then single life for a while, you really know what you want in a partner. Like you really know, you know, and God, it's, it's like so much easier yeah. Like I the relationship the comes, like it comes easy when you know what you want mm-hmm. and you mutually respect each other. Um, you know, he's like my biggest fan. He wants me to be happy. Like, yeah. and I want the same for him. You don't depend on him. Yeah. For your happiness. And that's the biggest yeah. thing for me. I think when I was younger, I kind of looked at whoever I was with to make me happy like yes kind of i thought that was part of totally but once you get to that place in life where you understand that you don't depend on anybody else to make you happy yeah i think your relationship just can be so much better healthier fun Yeah. yeah and i've i've had moments with ottawa where we've had the conversation just you know um we've had the conversation where i've said to him I can feel myself being a little codependent, you know, like I can, you, because you get lost in the lust and the love and the, you know, it's like all cloud nine and all the things and you're like, I can't, I just, you know, I want you around all the time. And I had to like step back and just step back into all the work that I had done. Um, and all those years I had spent on my own and, but we had those conversations. We were like really open and, you know, we have great chats about that stuff. And I was like, I just need to know that I'm okay and happy on my own. You know, not, I don't want to be away from him. Just, I need to know that I can still not be like, like that. Like I need you to be happy, you know, because yeah. otherwise you get lost in that again. And yeah, then, you need to but, keep your independence. There's no yeah. question about that. Yeah, totally. Um, people listed off things like um, encouraging them to pursue their own ho- hobbies, much like you said about golf. Um, cuddling was a big thing. Mm-hmm. On this list, you still cuddling? Like in bed, because nobody touches me in bed. Get away from me. Not a cuddler. <laughs> I need to get my sleep. <laughs> I knew. I yeah, know. I know. I'm like, not. Don't touch me. Are you doing the like barricade between each other? Like the mentally, fl- the blanket? <laughs> yeah. Mentally, do not cross over to my side of the bed. Because not only that, they're picky, like they're hairy people, men. <laughs> Yeah, I don't they know. They got hair and they're picky and it's uncomfortable. Yeah. No, you just, I, like, no. Uh, you know what? I think when I was a little kid, uh, yeah. when we first moved to Canada, my sister and I shared a bedroom. We shared a bed, double bed. Yeah. And we, as little, you know, yeah. six-year-olds, told each other, do not cross this imaginary mm-hmm. line or you will have to die. Mm-hmm. So I think my whole life, 
I'm just like that. When yeah. I'm just, you know, when it's time to go to sleep. That's yeah. Yeah, I'm still like I'm we're still in that because we don't live together. We're just like, you know, falling asleep all squished into each other and stuff. But um No, like it's I, not time that did this to me. I've been like that since first date. Oh really? Okay. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Don't don't come near me mm. when I'm trying to sleep. But you're you're a cuddler, aren't you, Mel? I am, but I do get to that point too. I think um you know, it's like we're long distance. So when we have those two days together, it's like everything you want to be all wrapped up in each other. But I'm sure like everyday life, we're going to turn our backs to each other in, in bed at some point. <laughs> some people cuddle forever. They like it. Like, yeah. No, I mean, that's amazing. Well, this is what people say is a key to a happy marriage. Um, being respectful to each other, of course, in front of other people. This is a big thing for me. As much as this is so survey bullshit and stuff, people were actually, these are the keys that people actually said. That's a big one to me. I have friends mm-hmm. who, um, they got some issues in their relationships and I've been that person before I've, I'm, I'm, you know, totally can admit that where you go to your friend's house with your man and you're kind of like not serious, but you're kind of serious when you're like bashing each other in front of your friends, you know, Guilty, see, yeah. he always talks to me like that or see, or <laughs> Right. You have that, like, and I have a few couple friends like that. And I've only, since I've been with Ottawa, because we're, we're not like that. Like we are so supportive of each other and I never want to be like that. I really recognize it. And I'm like, Oh wow. You got some issues. You got to work out, man. Yeah. Because I think that the, I think what I love so much right now. And I think that the key for me is that uh, JJ used to say this all the time, like him and his wife are like, they got each other's backs. Like they're so solid. And I used to look up to that so much. You would never hear JJ walk into a room and say anything bad about his wife, like ever, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it would never happen. Um, and when I see those couples who are, I'm like, yeah, you ca- like you love each other and shit, but you got, you got some work to do because you should be like big in them up you know, in the room. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Guilty as charged. Yeah. Making regular plans together. That's another big thing. Being proud of their achievements. Of course, like you've got to be their biggest supporter and like being silly with each other and all the normal stuff. Those are all keys apparently to a long, happy marriage. Thanks. I'll work on those. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cuddling, Maureen. It's all about cuddling. Yeah. No, I mean, if, if, if your, if your husband was like, you know, all about it and wanted to cuddle you and you didn't want to cuddle them. Well, yeah, I guess you got a problem, but honestly, I don't, I'm fine. We're good. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we usually end each episode with a little recommend. Do you have one? Well, oh yeah. So I love Ozark, obviously. Have mm-hmm. you been watching that? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So yeah, I totally. I've been. never watched an episode of Ozark. Stop it. Yeah. So they released this last and final season, 14 episodes. So they're releasing it in two parts. So they released the first seven. I binge watched it on the plane and on the way back on the plane. Really? It is so good. And that girl, um, there's a girl in it. She, she's just an amazing actress. Like she's so good. She's real like hillbilly. Well, just watch it and you'll see. She's amazing. But, um, and, and they all are. Like I, I think that uh, uh, Justin, what's his name? Bateman. Thank you. 
Jason Bateman? Jason. His sister's name is Justine, and I always get yes. that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's an amazing actor. What, I think show, he's a- what show was she on again? Justine. Justine. Oh, she was on Family Ties with uh, oh, yeah, Michael like Fox. From way back in the day. Yeah. She's so pretty. I think she's so pretty. She's gorgeous. Yeah. She, yeah. she definitely was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a really good show. I'm liking that. But if we're going to do um, a recommend to anybody who is thinking about investing in residential real estate, I, like go back to what I said earlier. It's an old book, but it's a really good book by um, Kawasaki. It's, uh, is it... Uh, David Kawasaki, I can't remember. It's been okay. a lot. But anyways, he's the author. He wrote a book I read with Donald Trump two years ago. But he wrote this book and it's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. So anybody interested in what we were talking about earlier, I highly recommend okay. it. It's a good book. Mm-hmm. Get into Yellow, Yellow Knife or whatever that's yeah, called. Yeah, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yeah, that too. Um, so um, Ottawa loved that show, but he failed to tell me about the hot guys in the show. My boss yeah. told me, my boss told me about the hot guy. So I was like, oh, I got to watch that. I, I don't, I can't remember any hot Rip. guys. Apparently his name is Rip. I was like, any guy who's hot with the name Rip, I want to watch this. Yeah. Rip would be a cool guy, big name for a hot guy, but I, I don't think he's hot at all. Oh, really? Okay. No, I didn't. I mean, he's not, you know, bad, but I, no, I wasn't like, <laughs> oh, no, he's, you know, what's the other guy's name there? The, the, the guy who's like my age. Well, he's older than me, but oh, then. Kevin Costner. He was handsome in the day. He's still yeah. a handsome man. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He, I, he's a hot old guy. Yeah. Like I would, yeah, I would be in. You just called him an old guy when I literally just said he's Sorry. my. <laughs> Maybe you should work on your partnerships with your friends and stop researching partnerships with your man. He needs some work. <laughs> I love you. I'm, we're not that far off. Yeah, he's not. I think he's. I think he's quite a bit older than me. He's in his sixties. I think. Yeah, he's old, old marine. You're not there yet. Uh, all right. Well, you know where to find uh, Unfiltered on Instagram. Um, and of course, to all my Patreon supporters who are still hanging in there, I really appreciate you being there. Um, reach out and uh, you know hit us up in the DMs. Moyo, thank you so much for joining Unfiltered today. Thanks for having me. Bye. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. I want to live at the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded. Pleasure Seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests. The Blue Hotel Hotline at every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd. I'm 
Jeff Woods and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.